You're listening to the UMentor Talk Show, now available on the Umoja app. Um, I'm your host, Imran Dharamsi, and uh, after quite a while, we have a new episode for you. Uh, so we hope uh, you're as excited as we are. Um, on this talk show, we invite professionals and teenagers to take us through their journey and give us advice. So remember, if you have any questions for our panelists, you can um, reach out to them um, on their LinkedIn or on the Inspire platform uh, in the Umoja app. Um, and so before we start, we wanted to mention a little bit about the Inspire platform. Um, and that is uh, our new question and answer platform for career advice in our Shia community. Um, so it's a platform that you can get while uh, like inside the Umoja app with a free account. It's completely free um, and it's designed for um, our Shia community, for professionals and students to connect with each other. Um, so, so that's that. If you're interested, that is available um, on Android and iOS. You just download the Umoja app, create a free account, and then click on Inspire. Um, and then one one other quick note, uh, we just wanted to thank everyone who contributed to our Keep the Mic On fundraising campaign, um, which is currently ongoing and, and going quite well. Um, and, and just as a reminder, we're able to share these stories of professional students and community organizations um, only because of your support. So please do consider supporting us, um, our show at umojaoutreach.org slash donate, or again, in the Umoja app. Um, and and we promise that every little bit does go a long way. So thank you. Uh, now to the main thing for today. Today's guest um, is Brother Raza Padani, who is currently a software engineer um, at a logistics-focused technology company. Um, and prior to that role, he used to work as a software engineer and consultant. Before that, he actually worked in supply chain and operations. So we'll definitely talk about that switch that he made. Um, and he also uh, graduated from the University of Florida with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Um, he actually started out um, with a two-year degree from a community college. So we will definitely talk about how that helped him on his road to success. Um, and uh, in his free time, um, Brother Raza enjoys playing racket sports, golf, and practicing improv. And one other thing I forgot to mention, he volunteers on the scholarship committee for um, Seminole State College of Florida to empower students. Um, so we are very excited, very excited to hear from you, Brother Raza. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, so I guess um, I know I kind of just read a little bit of your bio, but could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and fill in some of those details? Sure. Uh, I, I first want to say uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to be here today. Um, uh, excited to support your platform uh, and, and, and donate as much as as much as, um, as much as I can. Um, so I'll start start from the very beginning. Um, I, I was born and raised in New York um, to entrepreneurial parents. My parents started a business um, for, for, from almost nothing, as as many other parents. Um, that immigrate to the United States do, um, and I saw their business grow. So they started in New York, uh, in Queens, New York, um, and I was in Queens um, for 16 years before moving to Florida. Uh, in Florida, uh, in Orlando, finished up high school, uh, started at community college. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, and then transferred mm -hmm. into a four-year University of Florida. Um, after that, my first job was in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, so I spent a year there. Um, and then moved over to uh, the Bay Area in California, spent just over eight years there. Uh, and just recently, just a few weeks ago, I relocated to 
to Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Um, my wife had an excellent opportunity, uh, and so we came came this way. It's exciting. Um, so, I'll also thank you for making time in the midst of all the craziness and the time zone change to to do this. Really oh, appreciated. Yeah, um, let's actually start with the community college part. Um, so wh why did you decide that community college was the right path for you? And I guess, what would you also say to people who are considering it? Sure. Um, so, so for me, it actually, uh, the concept of college kind of crept up on me really quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's high okay. school, kind of like your junior year, senior year, um, and you, you, you've got classes to finish. Um, and, 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 and even though I had a, a computer at home, I just, it just didn't dawn on me that, oh, this was the time to apply for colleges. Mm -hmm. um, just being uh, like first time applying in the U.S. Uh, from mm -hmm. my family, um, and 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 basically what happened was figured out oh I need to apply for colleges. Um, right. So I I took some time during during the school day actually in the back of one of the classes that had a computer, um, hmm. uh, and, and I ended up drafting an essay uh, and applied to a couple of a couple of colleges and th that wasn't enough prep time and the essays mm -hmm. weren't weren't fantastic uh, and so I actually didn't get in anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But I still wanted to go to college, and um, what I ended up doing was learning a little bit more about community college. I went there, I applied, um, and, and and I got in. And actually, it was ended up being the best experience um, that I've had. If you want, we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, um, th that's of kind course. of my transition into into Seminole State College. Got it. Okay. So actually, yeah, let's talk more about your community college experience. Um, what what kind of things did you study? Um, and then after your two year degree, how did you find uh, where you were going to transfer to yeah so uh, in terms of studying th there was um it's called an associate of arts an aa degree that takes just about two years to complete and mm -hmm. during that time you can pick and choose kind of like the prerequisites for the major um that you want to go into in a four-year oh, degree so for me so it's not like one set it's not like one set path that you can kind of tailor it yeah, it's it's kind of 50-50-ish. Um, so, okay. so you have some some core classes you need to take, something like English 1, English 2, uh, some science classes. So maybe it's chemistry, maybe it's biology. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there are a set number of classes. But then if you want to transfer into, for, for example, for me, it was an engineering degree. I also needed all the calculuses. I needed a couple of more sciences. Um, I needed differential equations, a couple of those classes in order to then be applicable to, to transfer into a four-year university mm -hmm. engineering program, um, but if 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 you know what you want to do um, after community college, you can go to those advisors and really uh, they can help you out. Um, especially if you're going to an in-state school, they know what what classes you need, um, and also when you apply to the university, sometimes there's like conditional acceptance, which is hey, mm -hmm. we're gonna accept you as a transfer student, but you need to complete these other classes before we before you can come here um and you need to have these grades minimum in those classes and then um how just like if we can talk a little bit more about the community college how did you decide um that you wanted to go into like an engineering something after um after your associates yeah uh, that's an excellent question um i wish there excuse me um i wish there was a class that just explained to you what majors are, um, and, and I really didn't know. I had um, my dad had done a little bit of engineering, uh, mm -hmm. studying when he when he was a student. Um, some of my friends that I just 
met at community college were engineering students. Uh, and so I decided, hey, um, you know, engineering is the way I was going to go. Um, uh, originally, I started uh, with an architecture kind of focus. So I took some drawing classes um, hmm. uh, and then figured out that, hey, I think engineering is, is a little bit more broad. I can choose be specific later um but i didn't have to choose any specifics right now so i ended up going mm. towards engineering okay yeah that makes sense um and what i guess what was the timeline for you what is the general timeline that you have to decide that was it as soon as you started or could you did you wait a few semesters yeah so um Typically, you spend just about two years um, on your on your AA degree or Associates of Arts degree, and then you spend another two or three years um, as a after being a transfer student, mm -hmm. um, completing your your four years degree, which would be a bachelor's. Um, so I think I needed to decide close to the year mark into community college, um, and here's why: okay. in order to get some of those classes. Um, mm -hmm those classes fill up just like anywhere else. Um, and you need to plan uh, some type of progression. So in the calc in the calculus series, you need to take calculus one, two, and three. And I obviously see. the later ones have dependencies on the earlier ones. And so mm -hmm. um, I basically took classes during my last summer semester um, in okay. order to, so I took uh, kind of like fall, spring, and then mm -hmm. my final semester, the summer semester, um, was actually like biology one, uh, calculus three, and differential equations. So it's quite a crazy summer, but <laughs> those are the requirements um, in order to get into the university program. So I just want to, I don't want to pressure folks, um, but, but, but I do want to get people thinking early about, hey, what is the direction I want to go in? Because mm -hmm. having a good idea does help you um, you know, a year and a half before you transfer would be fantastic. Um, I see. I basically did you know, full semesters, did the summer semester, had like just a few weeks and then started. Um, oh, wow. And then started yeah. third year. Move. At US. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that does sound uh, quite intense. <laughs> um, I, I guess just I want to go on that note a little bit more. What were some of the challenges um, that you encountered when you transitioned from your community college to University of Florida? Sure. Um, so so I'll, I'll start by saying that community college was one of the best decisions that I made, right? And, and kind of it, it kind of got made for me, but I'm really right. grateful for that experience. Um, why is that? So I came in there. Um, teachers generally are always available for the students, right? Their main job is to teach. Um, got it. Smaller classes, teachers are available for you. It's a smaller community. So if you're looking for friends or to socialize or get involved with, you know, I was in the table tennis club and mm -hmm. a couple other like small organizations, really easy to get involved. Um, transitioning transitioning to a university, um, uh, those classes are, you know, maybe up to like 300 students. The teacher, um, although they're there uh, to, provide, to provide support, it's not always as easy uh, to get time with them or to get clarity on a certain topic. Um, uh, the classes are also more challenging. Uh, and, and while there's more funding to get involved, right, there's all these sports, there's, uh, you know, like proper sports you can get involved with, which is like competitive, you can get um, involved with um, some, some lighter complexity sports, um, like intramurals. Mm -hmm. um, there's funding for all that at university, but Yes, you kind of have to go out on your own, right? Um, hmm. 
and, and no one's really like there. It's not a small community. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think university at that time had 50,000 students. Um, where <laughs> community college, right, had something like 10,000 or less. And at the campus that I was at is even smaller. Um, and so the scale is completely different, right? You're in a new place, right? Um, other folks that had started university um, right out of high school, they've been there for two years. They've app- they've acclimated. Um, coming in as, as a junior student, you're just trying to catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you're you're going directly into your majors classes, right? Which are not, th- there's not that much time to um, kind of relax because those classes, right. those major specific classes are really hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot more challenging. Uh, and then now they're back to back. You came out of community college, like I came out of community college with like the minimum required classes to get into the program. Now mm-hmm. it's just back to back, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it ended up being a little bit challenging, but just planning out your time uh, and, and understanding that. And I ended up taking five years, right? So I spent actually three years at university, um, took classes one of the summers, did an internship the other summer in mm-hmm. order to um, uh, not be taking some ridiculous amount of classes um, uh, and also to give myself that time. And I think that's totally fine. Right? E- even, even folks that start uh, university from high school sometimes take five years um, right, of because they, they do those internships. They want to take the class. They don't want to like overload themselves with classes mm-hmm. such that, you know, you don't understand the material. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's a good time. You don't get your, your college university experience experience you don't get that time back um so it's it's totally fine to spend five years Uh, i think the one quick note there is that not all funding sources cover five years like some scholarships only cover four years um and so just knowing that ahead of time saving a bit if you need to just planning planning that out um and it'll be totally good totally fine yeah okay yeah thank you for that uh Advice. You mentioned that you, so one of your summers at UF, you did classes, but then the other summer you did uh, an internship. Um, can you talk a little bit more about internships and how important they are? Yeah. Um, for for me, and I, and I think for most people, um, if, if there's one thing you take away from today, um, <laughs> it is if you're in, if you're in uh, college, get an internship. Um, uh, I think that's it. Um, and, and here's why, right? It could be paid. It could be unpaid. Um, whatever it is, get your hands dirty, get an internship. Um, it doesn't even have to be directly related to your major. Um, but I think the thing about internships is um, it proves to uh, the companies you're applying to full-time, uh, it proves to them that, hey, you, you've gone through, you've gotten that introduction to industry. You know, somebody's hired you for two months or three months, whatever the summer time frame is like. Um, you've gone through that interview process, got into that company, you've understood how to work with coworkers and how to work on projects at work um, and what it means to really try and make, you know, make money for the company or accomplish a project on a timeline with mm-hmm. other professionals. Um, very different from the classroom setting and like team project setting. Um, and so when a company sees that you have an internship, they're much more likely to hire you. Um, uh, you may even get an offer from the same company, which could be um, an option, right? That's a really good option for most people. Um, for others, it's a backup option uh, and say, hey, if, 
if my number one company um, coming out of college doesn't, um, uh, you, you know, is not ready to hire me yet, then maybe I can go back to uh, the company I interned with and spend, you know, a year or two years there, um, get more experience, and then, you know, re reapply to to some of your top top tier companies. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, I think later we're going to talk about your in your final piece of advice, how just how passionate you are about this point of advice. So I think we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so I think you said you got an internship, you worked a little bit, um, and then you actually transitioned industries. So that's another really interesting point. Can you talk, I guess, take us through that? Like what, why did you do it? How did you do it? What challenges did you face? And, and all of that. Yeah. So um, for, for me, it ended up being um, that I started my first, my first job in Dallas um, mm -hmm. and I spent about a year there and got to transfer out to California. Um, and, and there certainly was an increase, right? The cost of living between um, uh, kind of like the state of Texas and the state of California on average, California is going to be higher. Um, and then sometimes early in your career, the uh, your take home pay is not always going to match your expenses in that particular state. And for me, uh, those things got very, very close. Mm. Um, uh, and what did that mean for me? It, me it meant, um, hey, it, it, yes, it, there was some stress there, but it also meant, um, hey, this was an opening for the next opportunity, right? Whether it was to apply for a different mm. job or um, figure out how to make a little bit more money so that um, I could spend you know, the time I wanted to in California. It was a great place. I'd never been there before, um, aside from a couple of days vacation when I was, when I was younger. Um, mm -hmm. So it's complete opposite to New York and said, hey, I want to spend some time here. How do I figure that out? Um, and in California, um, I, I, I didn't even know this, um, there was a tech hub, uh, just like New York City is like really well known for finance, even though there's mm -hmm. other jobs elsewhere. Um, that's kind of the home for, for finance professionals. Um, California ended up being the home for tech, like people interested in tech. Um, yeah. And one of the main roles that I was drawn to was a software engineering role. So I ended up uh, trying to study myself for a little while, mm. um, but I needed a little bit more structure. So I went to a structured program um, uh, and, and just between studying and going through the program and, and practicing all that spent maybe about six months. Um, and after that, I was able to get a job. Uh, and, and we can talk wow. about th that first job. Um, but I just want to talk about the, the some of the challenges um, sure. and yeah. why. So starting off with the why, started off as a financial reason, um, saw the opportunity in the industry, um, found something structured for myself so that I had, you, you know, it was like, this is how long the program is. Um, mm -hmm. This is what you're going to learn. And it certainly was not everything, right? Um, okay. We can talk about that. You cannot replace, uh, it's very difficult to replace a university degree for people mm -hmm. that do computer science. Um, but I take in a couple of programming classes in as part of my mechanical engineering curriculum. Um, mm -hmm. and, and really, I found something that I was interested in, right? Um, I've been an iPhone holder for a long time. Uh, I wanted to, to build something that I would use um, every day. And so I like focused on going into into development um to make ios apps uh, and what did that do for me it kept me motivated even outside of class i'd be like oh it was you know it might be cool to build this um and so i got that extra practice and i built projects i was able to build projects that i was interested in 
um, on the device that I was interested in. Um, and that's actually what got me uh, into a job. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pause there, but um, th that passion is what helped take this structured learning and, and convert that into, into my first uh, job as a software engineer. I see. So, so you not only, like you did classes full-time and then you also on the side, you do your own own kind of thing, your, your own project. Um, I think you had mentioned a little bit about um, managing your finances and how that kind of prompted, oops, that kind of prompted you to shift industries. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about the importance of this? Um, maybe some tips that uh, we don't learn in school <laughs> about managing finances. Sure, sure. Um, so managing finances is kind of the second. So if you were to take away two things from uh, <laughs> Uh, from this podcast. The first is if you're in school, get an internship. The second is um, have some general structure of finances um, mm -hmm. that works for you, right? Um, and I, I, you know, I think there are a lot of methodologies out there. You'll find a lot of articles, a lot of blog posts. Um, right. Pick one. Uh, it doesn't matter which one, uh, but pick one and try to stick to it. Um, why is that important? It, it'll just tell you, you know, after you come out of school, um, the expenses are um, you're responsible for them. And, and for some people that that's, uh, um, it's new. Right. And for me, it was kind of new because in school there was like, um, kind of, kind of a fixed budget. It was like, this is how much classes are, you know, spend kind of this much on food. Um, and rent was this much, but there weren't a whole bunch of other expenses. When you come out of school, you want to do some things. Maybe you want a nicer apartment, you want a car, uh, you want to hang out with your friends. All those things kind of, all those things cost money, um, and so just understanding, hey, this is how much I could spend on living, whether you buy something or you're renting. Um, this is the type of car, how much I could afford for transportation, um, and then here's everything else. Uh, and of course, at the very end, make sure that you're setting some amount to save. Right, a dollar mm -hmm. saved earlier. Um, in, in your life is going to be worth a lot more than a dollar saved later. So right. um, make sure you're always saving. Uh, and like the the thing I did later in life that I wish I'd done earlier is just automate the savings piece, right? Create a savings account or investment account, wherever you put your savings. Um, and just on the first and I think it's the 16th every month, the savings just comes out um, uh, mm. of my account where my paycheck comes in. So right. it's automatically saving. Then you don't have to worry about it. Um, and out of all the buckets, I think saving is probably the most important. Um, and if you follow, you know, if you find some uh, like calculator um, that works for you, it might say to save five or ten percent. Um, it's really helpful. Not only that you do that, but you do it consistently. Um, right. That's what I want to stress. So one day, if you're out of a job or uh, you need to spend some, you know, some extra money repairing your car, like that's why those savings are there. Uh, and then mm -hmm. also, over time, it'll become uh, a place where you can, where you we might be able to pull from to have a vacation, stuff like that. So um, very, very helpful. And as you start thinking about family of your own, uh, you know, you may have kids to send to college, stuff like that. So you always want to be thinking um, into the future. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I think you also wanted to talk about the social aspect of being a professional. Um, so 
one thing, actually one thing you mentioned that was interesting during the pre-interview was that um, once you, I guess, have a job, the world becomes a smaller place. <laughs> and can you talk, like, just talk a little bit more about why that is, what you mean by that, and sure. the importance of having a network and continuing to build it? Sure. So um, I think if, if, if anyone has an opportunity to do something like this, um, you should definitely take it on. Um, if you think about school every day, you're around, you know, 20, 50, 100, 1,000 people um, that, that maybe you know or just kind of know. You hang out with doing sports and class and other mm -hmm. things at lunch. Um, but for me, I was in Florida for school and then I moved to Texas. And so my network, yeah. my direct network, the people around me that I could hang out every day, uh, immediately fell to like, you know, maybe a handful, right? Mm -hmm. How many people from Florida moved to Texas at the time that I did? Um, and then from Texas to California, and California is a little bit farther out, so there's less people there, uh, and out to the Netherlands. So there's less people, very few people <laughs> that, um, you know, even went to my university, not even in my year, just period, that are yeah. out here. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so it's important to practice uh, continuing to network, right? Um, I do think once you're a professional, you have some extra money, uh, you can travel, people travel and see each other. Uh, and so the world becomes a smaller place, right? You, you, it's more likely you'll you'll meet the people you want to meet, uh, but they're not always going to be there. And so getting involved in your local community, whether um, uh, it's a religious community or cultural community, or you're into sports and you get involved with the club, uh, or you're into, um, you know, like knitting or, or, you know, certain type of software engineering, or you're into swimming, just like yeah. going in and joining those clubs and making sure you're continuing to exercise that part of your life or whether it's going to the gym and taking classes, um, but not, not just taking any class, but going to the same class, making friends with, and, you know, with the people in that class um, and then maybe seeing them outside of work. Uh, there's also like, there's new people you spend time around, which, you know, if you're not in a remote environment, it may be people in your office. Um, and so if you have time, going to those work activities um, or offsites or dinners or coffee chats, um, those things become really important because hmm. as you become pro professional, um, people go different directions, people change. Um, and so to make sure you have um, something outside of work, um, I think it's important to continue to get involved. It also helps you keep active. Um, hmm. Health is another important part. And so I try to pair those things, which is, hey, I really like sports. I need to be, I need to stay healthy and get a workout. And so, can I do something social that, uh, you know, is also physical at the same time? Right. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Um, so the last thing, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your book? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, wasn't I will. I can. Book. No worries. I'll put the link as well here. Okay. Um, yeah. I. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry I so for putting you on the spot. Yeah. But... Um, I, I had this full college experience for the first, like first time and I was unprepared for it for the most part. Right. Like, um, okay. uh, I, I ended up in community college. Um, I ended up transferring to a four year university and somewhere in the middle, I, I found mechanical engineering as my degree. Right. Mm -hmm. But thinking back on it, I wasn't certain of any of those choices and almost none of those choices were pre-planned, right. Except um, when I was applying to universities, um, I kind of just applied to whichever universities were accepting transfer students um, and, yeah. and ended up getting into one that has a good program for engineering. Mm -hmm. um, and so I followed that path. 
And so again, if there's two things you take away, um, it's get an internship um, and um, have some sort of financial structure for you, right? Mm -hmm. You can go outside of the financial structure, but have some type of structure that, you know, 80% of the time you, you check with that structure. Um, say, hey, can I buy this? Can I not? Uh, and I was so, I was so passionate about that, um, uh, those topics. Uh, and I wish I had prepared earlier and I wish I had some structure around uh, these decisions and some planning um, that, that I just wrote something. Um, when I came out of school, uh, I put something together and mm -hmm. um, I just self-published it because I was, I was like, hey, I would love to get this message out. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about this, right? If you're in school or, you, you know, you're, you're in one of, the, one of the phases we talked about, getting an internship, um, being prepared to apply to an internship, um, talking to the recruiters that maybe come to the college career fairs. Um, I learned, like, the first time I applied, I actually didn't, didn't get, get any offers. Um, and I went back to the career fair more prepared, right? I'd applied online, took my resume, I said, mm -hmm. here's my application number for the role, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and they're mostly, I was mostly getting interviews on the spot because I was more prepared than someone else um, yeah. and I ended up, you know, getting an offer. Um, and so these small incremental tweaks can really help you stand out. Um, and I learned these tweaks along the way, but I wish I had, you know, more answers at the very beginning. I would have really saved me time, would have made things more smooth. Um, and so I hope the process after this, I hope you take away one or two things um, and the process is more smooth uh, for you. Okay, thank you for, for sharing that, even though <laughs> that wasn't, you know, something we we did discuss, but, you know, yeah, thank you. Okay, um, so we are unfortunately almost out of time, but I know, I think you kind of already gave your final piece of advice, but just maybe reiterate, what would be your final piece of advice um, the one or two things that people should take away from this uh, podcast or this episode if they didn't take anything else. Cool. Um, I'll put a slight uh, note. I, I've already mentioned this before, get an internship, have a structure mm -hmm. on finance. Um, but just about one, one final note about that first job um, mm -hmm. is that um, aside from having an internship, um, which is very good, how can you stand out? Um, everyone else applying to that job from your class or from your school, they've had they've had the same projects, they've had the same teachers, the same classes. Um, so how can you really stand out? Um, and it really comes to, to working on something yourself, right? What project have you worked on that no one else has? Um, find something you're interested in. You know, for me, some bicycle safety concept um, was interesting to me, uh, so I worked on it. You know, start something. For me, the very beginning was like. Uh, like after learning how to code, it was like actually coding it. Um, but there's also like getting the designs for it, uh, mm. submitting it to the app store, getting it approved after being rejected a whole bunch of times, learning a whole bunch of things about security. Um, and, you know, take a project from the very beginning to the very end um, and then spend just a little bit of time learning how to communicate that project to someone else. Um, in this case, maybe it's the recruiter or the hiring manager of this company and say, hey, you know, I took these classes, everyone's done that. I had this internship uh, and hey, I found this, you know, concept really interesting. Um, you know, my dish rack was broken at home and, you, you know, I built this dish rack. Um, and so I, 
manufactured the whole thing and I, you know, I put it there and it didn't quite work. So I fixed it and now I have a really great dish rack um, and bring some pictures of it. I think things like that um, speak very loudly because it's like, hey, you're motivated and you follow it through. Those are two skills that I think are very important, um, especially in all jobs, but especially going into that first job. Okay, thank you. Um, and, you know, thank you, Brother Reza, for coming on. I think we had a great conversation. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Um, and thank you uh, for tuning in to the You Mentor Talk Show. Um, you can tune in again in a couple of weeks for another new interview. Um, and remember, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can catch them on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the app, the website, everywhere. So thank you again. Uh, Mojo Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.